Not every film can be Citizen Kane But even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day Some films are shit and shit they will stay But some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage So which film stays shit forever? And which one's got a little bit better? Second chance were harmed in the making of this podcast. Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and enjoys reading some comic books. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your one and done kind of moviegoer who just realized these comic book movies aren't going away anytime soon, huh? And today, we are giving a second chance to Iron Man 2. We're discussing this movie today because it is one of the lowest ranked Marvel movies uh, in in our MCU universe, uh, as well as Black Widow's out now. This movie, because of COVID, has um, been delayed so much. This is our first time, Iron Man 2 is the first time we get to see Black Widow, and so... uh, Black Widow, the movie, might be the last time we get to see her. That's right. I was very curious to watch this movie because, one, I hadn't seen it in a while, and like you said, it's always highly debated when it comes to, like, some of the worst Marvel movies. Um, And also, I wanted to revisit Black Widow's intro and see if that held up over time. Especially what we know now. Watching all of our Marvel movies from the beginning after watching Endgame and seeing where all the characters end up, uh, it's crazy. It, it's wild. What a wild ride we've had these last 10, 12, 13 years. Marvel be giving it to us. Thank you, Marvel. Thanks, Marvel. All right, guys. We're going to start off with the summary in case anyone is unaware of or doesn't remember what happened in Iron Man 2. Uh, we are going to say spoilers. We're talking about movies in an old movie, but hopefully we've seen it. If not, maybe we'll see it. All right, guys. IMDb says, with the world now aware of his identity as Iron Man, Tony Stark must contend with both his declining health and a vengeful madman with ties to his father's legacy. How do we how do we feel about that? Um, I mean, it's not wrong. Okay. Like, these these things do happen in the movie, but also so much happens in this movie that it is hard to condense into a summary. I do think that is a very good summary of the movie because there are way too many things happening for us to add everything. I'll definitely be talking about everything, every conflict he has in this movie, but the way I describe this movie is the Iron Man movie with Whiplash, the Russian with the parrot and scary electric jump ropes, and we get a Don Cheadle. We get a Don Cheadle. Upgrade. We get an upgrade in this movie. Oh boy, do we. <laughs> um, I would summarize this movie as Iron Man uh, is, is going through it. Tony Stark is going through it and he's going through it with a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of things. He's just going through it. All right. Let's talk about our first viewing of this movie. 
Yeah, so I'll start off first because mine is like a little lackluster, I will say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I didn't see it in theaters, I don't believe. Um, I remember seeing the trailer and thinking like, whoa, Mickey Rourke looks dope in this movie. I want to watch this. Um, and I think I saw it like shortly after uh, it got released on like DVD or VOD. I'm not sure. And yeah, I just remember watching it and just being like, okay, yeah, that was, I guess, fine. Like, I didn't have any sort of, like, strong reaction or emotions to it. Uh, I was just kind of like, all right, yeah, stuff happens. Okay. Uh, I definitely saw this in the theater. I was a huge fan of superhero movies, uh, big action blockbuster movies, and uh, especially coming off of The Wrestler, I was like, oh, wow, Mickey Rourke is going to be a villain in this superhero movie? Oh, I got to see this. Um, I, I think I left that theater, I can't say disappointed, because it's. I just felt like something was missing. I just felt like it, it wrapped up in a weird, incomplete way, or I just felt like we were missing something. It could have been a little bit more. There's a lot. It was a fun ride. There's a lot of fun things that happened in this movie, but I just like felt something missing um i have watched this movie multiple times i feel like any other time there's like i think when avengers was coming out i was like let me rewatch them all before endgame came out let me rewatch them all um when i you know had the wife and she's i haven't watched all the marvel movies well now i gotta show you all these marvel movies and sit through them all again uh so yeah i've, I've seen it a few times and I guess this time was time for me to be more critical. Okay. This was my second time watching it. Again, I'm a one-and-done kind of movie watcher. So, <laughs> uh, and, and actually, I had noticed that it had been probably a full decade since I watched the first Iron Man. Wow. So I even watched the first Iron Man. and then To prepare? Iron Man 2. To prepare, but also to see, like, like comparatively as a sequel okay like how you know what i mean like to have it in the context of like a sequel did it feel also? right as a sequel to this movie what was what has how you're doing it you don't have to answer that question right just me, your exhaust gives me all the answer i need to know yeah. um i the way i view this movie now is definitely in the eyes of i know what's happened in context of what we've received throughout all the mcu does this still make sense? Or do they say some lines like, oh, that actually doesn't end up quite like that. Uh, continuity is weird now. We'll find out. We'll find out. We'll talk about it after some reviews. You love reviews. Oh, man. I just love them. We'll start off by saying on the tomato meter, 72%. Audience score, 71%. So everyone kind of felt like this was mediocre not bad but mediocre it was like a c plus right isn't that what i think it's 70 70 is a c plus yeah it's not yeah it's not like horrendous um but people weren't like obsessed with it mm -hmm. that's kind of obvious by those numbers but according to all like our marvel movies it's one of the lowest rated on the tomato meter uh it's pretty low it's there with like thor the dark world Oh, that's a movie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you say so. All right, guys. Let's get to some reviews. 
Where do you want to start off first? Positive reviews, negative reviews? Um, ooh, let's start off with some negative reviews. Let's get spicy. We got Mike Massey with Gone with the Twins. He said, much of the magic that made the original film entertaining is left by the wayside in favor of bigger bangs and larger quantities of machine gun toting robots. <laughs> machine gun toting robots. I, mean, I love that. I love the machine gun toting robots. Give me more of yeah. that. I think sequels deserve something bigger, more explosives, whatever you got to do, bigger and better with the sequel. I mean, yeah, I fully agree with that. Like, if we're doing a sequel for an action movie, the action has to just, like, take it up a notch from the first. So, um, I don't think that that's a bad thing. Uh, but he clearly did. He didn't like that too much. I just want it to be about a man that's a scientist. Just building suits. <laughs> okay. We want to see him use that suit. Deborah Ross from The Spectre wrote... If there were any new ideas, I failed to spot them. As did my bone marrow, which slept through most of it anyhow. Jeez. Can your bone marrow sleep? She's, wow. She did uh, not like it. There's some new ideas. I feel like there's some new stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's also some regurgitation, but we can get into that I mean, that we're later. at the beginning of like our, the renaissance of our Marvel movies. And the start of it all. Yeah. And so, like, I feel like you gotta build up, like, give us something familiar. That way, and later, we can give us some really crazy stuff like WandaVision. Exactly, yeah. Like, we, yes, it was built upon way more, and some even crazier stuff happens. Um, but, you know, Deborah just thought this was so boring, even her bone marrow failed her. I don't think boring fits into this movie. <laughs> it's not boring. I don't either. It's not boring. There's a lot of stuff that's happening. I would say overwhelming is <laughs> more so what's going on in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I think that's more the issue. <laughs> was, I'm not bored. I'm just like, what are we focusing on, guys? Nick Pinkerton from The Village Voice wrote, As for the actual grand finale, Downey Jr. and Cheadle seem like they're already network gaming the PS3 release instead of facing any actual threat, and Warwick goes out like a chump. Oh. Um, first of all, I love that review because it's such a time capsule. PS3 release? Yeah. We just got into the PS5 now. I will say, I agree that Rourke just goes out like a chump. It's so... It upsets me so much at how, like, he's got a really cool character, and all of a sudden, boop, nope. We're yep, done with just, him. Yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get more into that, because I got thoughts, too. So, Stephanie Zacharick from Movie Line, the big problem with Iron Man 2, maybe, is that it is so dutifully gives the people what they want, instead of giving them what they didn't know they wanted. That's some, like, philosophical type of review there. <laughs> I mean, again, like we were just talking about, it makes sense. Like, you got to give us what we're looking for. But she is right. You got to give us a little bit of what we didn't know we need. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, Iron Man is a is a character that people obviously loved, especially from the first movie. So we do need a little bit of, like, our Iron Man. What's he up to? But, yeah, spice it up a little bit. Spice it up. That's what gives us the surprise. We keep coming back for it. If we knew what mm -hmm. was going to happen, why would we even bother watching it? 
All right, guys. This is the one review. This is the positive review. The one I thought, this sums it up. Thomas D., an audience member, said, Don't get me wrong. There's plenty wrong with Iron Man 2, but after rewatching it for about a third or fourth time, I couldn't help but enjoy the hell out of this film. It's nowhere near as bad as people are making it out to be. It's action-packed, filled with timely humor, and great character development, even if it does have a pretty weak villain. That sums it up. Yeah, that's not wrong. Stop. I don't agree with everything you said, but... Watching it a third or fourth time was what you had an issue with? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my main problem. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, my favorite positive review is... Brian Lowry with Variety wrote, Iron Man 2 isn't as much fun as its predecessor, but by the time the smoke clears, it'll do. Sure. It'll do. Hey, let's talk about our second chance with this movie. Let's do it. Let's dive into it. So, how did you feel more so or less rewatching this movie? I was engaged with a lot of like the action sequences and um there were some just like really cool moments overall um but i it's hard to describe because i felt like i got so overwhelmed with everything going on um that i just felt like i almost struggled to take like every piece of this movie in it's a lot I think for the most part, this is a very enjoyable, fun, popcorn, let's watch some action movie. Um, usually we're going to start off with things we liked, but I'm going to start off first by the thing, biggest thing I didn't like. That way we can, it'll, because it'll trickle in. Because I think we've already mentioned it, he's juggling too much. That's my biggest issue. There's too many things happening in this movie. I think we should could have combined one or two of them to help us focus. But let me just go on of what is happening in this movie. The government wants to take Tony's Iron Man suit. Uh, he's having difficulty running Stark Industries. Eventually just gives it to Pepper. Ivan wants to kill Tony. Justin Hammer wants to compete with Tony because he wants to be better than Tony. There's this whole friendship with Rhodey. So, like, because Rhodey's trying to help him, but also, like, calm him down, and they fight, and they gotta be best friends again. Tony also wants to bang Natalie, the new, like, PR lady, uh, who turns out to be Black Widow. Um, But also, he's romantically, or trying to romance Pepper, after talking with Pepper about wanting to bang Natalie. We'll get on to that. S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to monitor Tony. Um, and then Tony's arc reactor is killing him. So we've got so many things happening for poor little Tony Stark in this movie. Um, if I was cutting one of those out, it would probably be Tony's arc reactor killing him. Uh, the reason why is because for the rest of the MCU, I think the next movie that Iron Man 3, he fixes it almost instantly. It's not really an issue for him throughout the movie. And then all of a sudden at the end, they're like, oh, hey, we could just do surgery real quick. And it solved almost instantly. And I thought, well, this makes our, this movie really pointless having this. I do think it's really good in this movie. Just with the whole MCU, this doesn't really fit anymore. 
Um, so I do have some thoughts about that. I agree with you. If I was going to take anything out, that would probably be the first to go. But I would replace it with him battling his new responsibility of, of being Iron Man and the stress and, and all the things that come with that. And I think that would also tie in nicely with, like, his issues with the government and the suit. Um, and then... Uh, we also see throughout the movie, like, uh, people trying to make replicas of his suit. I think it could have been more interesting and made more sense with everything else going on if he's just, like, mentally struggling with, like, what all this means instead of, like, yeah, I'm dying. It's like, I don't... I know you're not gonna die. You're signed <laughs> You're signed up for so many you more movies. You in the Avengers. You're not going to die. <laughs> Right. Like, to me, that was just, like, the most, like, whatever storyline. It could have been completely taken out, and I don't think anything would have really changed. I think the main focus of this movie should have been the government is trying to take Tony's suit away. Make that your big focus. And instead of having uh, Whiplash slash Ivan your main villain, make it Justin Hammer, the guy the government does trust with making machines like this, who's not very good at making the machines. Tony's far superior, and his stuff is working. And Hammer trying to, like, one-up Tony, he and Ivan... Because, like, their relationship in this movie, Ivan just wants to kill Tony for the issue of, like, his dad getting screwed over by Tony's dad. And so, now that his dad has died, I want to kill Tony now. And I don't think that... I, I need a better reason for him to, like want to join up in the government like hey we want this crazy psycho guy to help us yeah that there's so many issues i have with that whole dynamic however one of the things i did like was the casting of mickey rourke and sam rockwell first of all mickey rourke is perfect as like an unhinged villain who just wants revenge uh i think it's it's a great casting and then sam rockwell is this like swarmy kind of like guy who's incompetent but like you said can talk his way out of anything like he's got that charm but he's also really good at playing those, like, manipulative guys. So I think, like, the casting of those two were wonderful. I just don't think they were given enough to do. Because it's all divided up with too many things. And, yeah, take take the Tony stuff out and give these two more room to have fun stuff. Because um, I think a lot of the reasons why at least superhero movies get praised or get booed on, booed on is the villain itself. We kind of remember the movies because of the villains that are in them. And because this movie doesn't have, like... We can't really tell who is our main villain. And out of that, like, the villain that we kind of pushed Whiplash to be the main villain, he goes out like a chump. He goes out like a chump. But one thing I do like is Whiplash's entrance. The energy that comes in that scene of him just, like, because Tony's racing her on this track during the Monaco event, and Whiplash is in like the mechanics outfit, and all of a sudden he just walks on the track, and everyone's like, "What the hell is this guy doing?" And then his mechanic outfit just starts burning off to reveal his like energy electric jump rope things, and just he starts slashing, and you're just like, "I just it makes my heart beep with excitement just every time I see it." 
just the music with it too. I'm like, oh, I'm I'm tense watching it. His eyes, his teeth with his like gold teeth. Ugh. He's ready to seek revenge. Like this dude is ready to go places to get what he wants. And so I think Mickey Rourke fits that so well of this like crazy guy who just like will do anything so i think his entrance is epic i love his entrance it might be like my favorite part of the film because it's just so like suspenseful and well done and like shocking but then after that he's literally just placed (laughs) in a lab with sam rockwell basically in the movie sam rockwell recruits whiplash to make Iron Man suits that he could kind of knock off and sell to the military. Um, Instead of doing all that, because you're right, like, why would he hire some clearly unhinged person to be in charge of that? Maybe he could have been like, hey, your suit, your thing works really well against Iron Man. With my abilities in my laboratory, maybe you could help make way better things to destroy him. Exactly. That's where I was going. What I would have done instead of like having him just like build this weird uh, Iron Man robot army is, hey, I fucking hate Iron Man. He's my competition. I want him out. I have a ton of money. Let me be your benefactor to build some like intense shit. This way we make Hammer our number one villain. Yeah, I want him gone. Let's get him to murder Tony Stark and and take also his secrets. So, like, not only does he eliminate the competition, but, like, then we can get, like, what Tony has to make the suit. Like, that would have been way more compelling, and we would have been able to see Mickey Rourke just do more things and be more destructive and be a big bad, as opposed to just, like, locking him up in a lab. Like, you have Mickey Rourke as a villain and you throw him in the lab for most of the movie. That's what gets me. I do think we we do need scenes of Ivan working on his new suit to destroy Tony or other robot suits. Because I don't mind him building a robot army, especially that he becomes a big bad. But when he becomes a big bad robot at the end, it's it's almost like Iron Man 1, where Jeff Bridges becomes a big bad robot at the end. It's like yes. a bigger version of Iron Man. You're just like, okay, I've seen this. I do like that it's like, a giant Iron Man, but with the giant whiplash things, uh, the electric jump ropes. But I think he's only in that suit for like 30 seconds to a minute yeah. before they realize like, oh yeah, we can easily beat him. And they they do it so quickly. It just feels extremely anticlimactic because first of all, um, it was presumed because of the prison break uh he was switched out with another guy who was murdered that looked like him. So it's presumed by Tony and that he's already dead. But when we find out he's not actually dead, it is so anticlimactic. (laughs) I think he finds out through like a phone call. Like I think whiplash calls him and Tony's like, Hey, Oh my God, you're still here. That's so weird. All right. So I think we could both agree. The racetrack was the best moment in that movie. Awesome. Absolutely. Uh, my second favorite thing in that movie is just Cheadle as War Machine. Him coming to like, like snap out of it, Tony. We gotta, you gotta not be such a, like a loser. What are you doing, Tony? Um, and then so he gets in the War, or I guess it's a another Iron Man outfit that will eventually become the War Machine. 
Uh, but the two of them fight at a party, and it's just fun seeing them crash through Tony's Malibu house. Um, I like it. And then later, they have to team up fighting that army of evil robots. And I just think the dynamic between them, I wish we had more moments in the movie with uh, Rhodey and them being like best friends or their friendship is being like tested. Um, because from the first movie, we had our Terrence Howard that got recast for uh, a lot of different reasons that we don't know for sure. It's all speculation. Whatever. We got an upgrade with Cheadle. For sure. Absolutely. So glad it's yeah. him. Oh, yeah. I like this recast because I feel like Cheadle adds more. Like, it's not just like, oh, swap characters. Like, he brings this interesting dynamic and, like, actually kind of elevates the story and their friendship. So I just, I, I mean, I just really like Cheadle. I think he's great. But, like... It's nice that he didn't just, like, come in to replace an actor. Like, he came in and he added more. And we've got plenty throughout all of our MCU. Not enough. But I like seeing him splash. Um, hopefully, our, our the new Armor Wars show that's being rumored is a lot about Cheadle. I hope so, because I just really like him. Okay. Let's switch gears. Let's talk about Black Widow, because... That's the reason why we rewatched this one to begin with, because this was her start. Just to get a recap for those who do not remember, uh, she comes in as the PR for Stark Industries, uh, Natalie Rushman. Um, and we are led to believe that she is um, just PR that works there. Uh, she gets in a, we see a little moments where she's really good at fighting. You're like, oh, that's interesting. And just sprinkled in and, Eventually, we learn that, yeah, she works for S.H.I.E.L.D. So, I have a lot of issues with the way that she's introduced. Uh -huh. Mainly because it's just eye candy for a, a long time. Like you mentioned earlier, Tony wants to bang her. That's like one of the first things, like, when she's introduced. It wasn't like, hey, is she qualified for this position? Like... Uh, what is her history? I mean, he instantly does, like, a background check, but it was more so to, like, ooh, she has modeling pictures. She essentially does get the job because Tony wants to bang her, which is all sorts of, like, yikes. Especially when he's saying that to Pepper, who, as far as we're led to believe, those yeah. two are gonna be a thing. And yeah. he's trying to romance her. Why is he do saying that to her? It's gross. It's gross. And she's just like, <laughs> no, you're not talking to her. Like, it was just weird. So he, because he gives Pepper the CEO position, of, he wants to make Scarlett Johansson his, his new assistant. And it just has, like, this very creepy vibe of, like, I want her near me so I can, like, you know, have fun with her. It's gross. I think Natasha has to be some sort of seductress at some point. And she has to have that, like, sex appeal... To fool those stupid men that, that would fall for this. I it's necessary, I think, for like yeah. this spy. You know. I okay, I could see that. It doesn't help I her think... case when if you're trying to be a spy and trying to like lay low, having someone who's incredibly attractive, you know, like, oh you, everyone's gonna take notice of her. That secret's gonna be out. They're gonna remember her. I just wonder if it was necessary for this particular circumstances that she had to be 
like sexual like I so you, you know like to get with what you want is Natasha wants. to be more of a chameleon an actress almost yeah yeah because I think like in this context her role is just to like infiltrate Tony and see if he's worthy of being in the Avengers like she's not really necessarily trying to get anything out of him and I totally I mean I am all about like females using their sexuality to like to to confuse men and get them to give them what they want I don't I like that's not a problem and I get that sometimes she has to do that but for like this particular role I think it would have just been so much cooler if she was like sort of meek and just like this like assistant who like is just like quietly like following his whole life and knows what's up and maybe they're bonding as friends um but like to have her be so sexualized right off the bat almost like to me diminishes her power i didn't pick up on that to me that says she has all this power and just all these boys it just more says so for the males of that situation that tony's just a sucker for pretty girls uh even if they're smarter than him like way more clever than he can be yeah, I guess. I think and I'm also looking at it as, like, you know, now in the future watching it, it's like, well, we know that Natasha, you know, Black Widow is supposed to be, like, this badass, fierce woman. And so for her introduction to just be like, ooh, I want to bang her, it's a little, like, okay, gross. And another thing that does bother me about Black Widow in this is that her reveal is, like, incredibly weak. It's an incredibly weak reveal that, like, she's not who she says she is. She's actually a badass. I think it's even brushed off even more because Tony goes to, like, get some donuts, and he's chilling at Randy's Donuts, which is a really cool shot. We've been there. We ate some donuts there. Um, He... uh, uh, We get Nick Fury. He pops up, like, hey, Tony, what's up? Uh, let's talk, and then Natasha just walks up casually to the table in her Black Widow outfit. Oh, she's, yeah, she's worked for me. That's, it plays it nonchalant, like casual, like, duh, you should have known. You should have read on the internet that she was Black Widow beforehand, idiot. All the audience knew, Tony. You should have known too, you stupid asshole. So after her reveal as Black Widow, which, yeah, it's just like she's wearing a Black Widow outfit in a donut shop. Cool. She still continues to infiltrate Stark into presence. Well, not infil- which she's I- not infiltrating. She's just, that's her cover to like. Uh, undercover. Yeah, she's yeah. undercover to keep like eyes on Tony and Stark Industries. Yeah, but it's also like that's odd to me in that it's like. At one point, Tony's like, oh, so what are you doing here? You acting like this? You doing this? Like, I, I just felt like her introduction into the to the world and in this movie was just really, like, convoluted and at points, besides just, like, being there to watch Tony, I also felt like, what is she, what is she doing here? Towards the end, when she gets her, like, badass fight moment, it also doesn't feel strong enough to be like... Damn, this girl kicks ass. She is Black Widow. Like, it just felt like, I'm here to help. At the end, she goes to, they go to Hammer Industries uh, to get Ivan, but he's not there. And uh, Favreau's character uh, drives her there. He's like the bodyguard. He tries to 
give her a little peek in the car. See? That's what I mean. I don't like that. By then, we've had so many, like, sexual moments with this girl. It's like, just leave her alone, guys. At uh, Hammer Industries, when she's fighting, Happy is fighting one guy while she just obliterates a lot of other people. It's just like a piece of shit out of everyone. Uh, it's, I think we almost focus more on the fact that Happy is just, it's almost comically that he just got one versus she got like 40 people. Can we just like get into the pepper of it all real quick? Let's pepper it up. I have never, ever gotten the chemistry between those two. I never like rooted for them. I argue that Pepper Potts is the worst female character in the Marvel Universe. And that includes Natalie Portman. Okay. Wow. Shots fired. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't like her. But anyway, so she, like, to me, why I don't like her is because she is so obsessed with Tony's business in such a way that it's basically her personality. I don't know who Pepper is outside of Tony. And that's, to me, terrible character development, but also, like, kind of sexist, okay? When Tony promotes her to be chairman and CEO of Stark Industries, it just feels like he's bored with it, doesn't want to deal with it anymore, and he's just so over it that he just, like, throws it at her. Just like, you, you know what, you do it. I don't care. You know a lot about this. You should run it. It doesn't feel, like, earned. It's not like this is something, like, she's mentioned before that she wants, this is a goal of hers. It's more just like, yeah, you, you want it? You want it? Take it. I don't. I'm over yeah. it. Felt more like a treat for a lapdog <laughs> rather than like this Yikes. cool like gesture that she wanted and he's like, you know what? You have it. You deserve it. At the end when she's at the expo, there's a robot she's standing right next to and it's about to, it's like beeping a lot. And my first thoughts were stop looking at it like an asshole and run away from that thing. I don't know why you think like, oh, wh what is this? Like you're sm you're smarter than this. You know that there's dangerous robots. This thing is beeping a lot. Probably like a bomb. Go away from it. Uh, it makes sense that Tony would go rescue her. Not that he's like, I, I'm in love with Pepper. It was more like a, oh shit, she's been a really great friend, great work person for me. I gotta go make sure my number two is safe. And he saves her. He thinks about her. But then they like kiss at the end of the rooftop. And I thought... This is, feels really unearned because I don't think there's been any romance throughout this. Like, him giving her strawberries wasn't, like, romantic. It was him just trying to be nice, not, hey, I think we should date. Like, Yeah, and the back to the strawberry thing. It's <laughs> like he literally acts like he does not give a shit about Pepper. First of all, he brings strawberries that he got from the side of the road. Just like, oh, hey, I'll take some of that. And... She's allergic, which is, like, again, the one thing she's allergic to. So it's, like, zero consideration for how to make amends to her. He's just, he treats her like shit. Like, I don't see, like, this really, like, nice, like, like romance, but with tension. Will they, won't they? I see, like, she's his lapdog, and he treats her like shit. Like, I don't think it's romantic. I don't think it's cool. Uh, no, no, no. I don't like, I don't like their relationship. I never have. We or, we already know we should give her more of a personality of what she wants. Do you want them to have a romance at all or no romance at all? 
See, like, while I don't like them uh, and their chemistry, I think that, like, Iron Man is at a point where he, like, needs to calm down and get settled. They could be together in a way that's not toxic as hell. Yeah. Um, because a lot of it, too, is, like, Tony's like, well, you're the only one that can put up with me, so let's fall in love. I think this is the movie where we could have had that, um, or at least start. That way in the third, like, we could do it again, uh, like, Batman vs. Superman, where we get a movie, they just, they're together in the next one. We know it's logically that they should be together. Give us a moment where, like, he actually does like nice things for her based on personality, not just saving her life because we're in a dire situation, but he actually genuinely cares about her. And that way, when we time jump to the next movie, they're already in a relationship. I just don't think we ever see that. Cause he's always trying to get some young, sexy woman, you know, right in front of her asking her like, Hey, do you think I could tap that? Uh, Tony, never stop asking me because you keep trying to do that to me too. Exactly. I think that there needs to be like reworking of how to convey that he does genuinely love her and care about her, but he's such like a broken person. He doesn't know how to deal with yeah. that. That'd be one thing. Um, and yeah, I, I wouldn't mind like sprinkles of it in the first, a little more heavy handed in the second. Don't need to have like a kiss because he saved her. You're right. Like just kind of in the third one, they're together and they're happy. I find their dynamic to be incredibly toxic. Yeah. And it, she's just there. So I'll settle for her. She's like, well, I know everything about him and I've been his assistant and I'm obsessed with him. So sure. Why not? My favorite relationship Tony has in this movie is with Coulson, agent Coulson of shield. It's so cute. Cause Coulson is just there to like, you know, I got to monitor you, so you're not leaving, and if you do, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. Like, oh, I miss him, because it's so sad, because we know by Avengers, he misses, he meets his demise. Uh, and so it's, it's fun seeing these, like, oh, they're fun little banters with each other. Um, I haven't watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I have no idea how he comes back for that. I'm, I know it's been explained, and I didn't listen, and... I feel like maybe Disney should have put more effort to that show to make me care. It was a nice trip down memory lane with him. I do want to say one thing I did like and find interesting, and I wish it was explored more, was just the politics of the Iron Man suit. I liked the Senate hearing. With Gary Shandling. Yeah, with Gary Shandling. Uh. Like, that was so cool. Like, I loved him playing this, like, like icky like senator congressman like i i liked that a lot um and i liked the points that were being brought up in that hearing um i just wish it taken a little more seriously and like spread throughout the movie a little bit more because i do find it to be very fascinating that tony has essentially built a war machine Mm -hmm. and that is capable of a lot of destruction especially since the first movie was he his Stark Industries produce weapons for war, and he makes this thing to pr- makes a suit to kind of prevent war from happening. And so, a good sequel idea would have been the main focus being the government that he worked for and worked with for the long time 
hey, you need to give us your stuff. No, 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 no. I'm using it. Fuck you guys. I'm Iron Man. I think, too, like, that would have tied in well with Whiplash being like, yeah, okay, you know what? Maybe the government's not wrong that this technology can get in the wrong hands. Tony's like, no, I got this. Like, you can trust me. Like, I got this. No, no issues. And then we find out, no, someone can can copy your technology and use it for all wrong reasons. Um, and even when uh, Hammer does that, it there's it doesn't seem like there's much like repercussions from that. It's just sort of like, well, I killed all those robots. Cool. I'm gonna tweak this movie a bit. If I was making this, get Justin in a suit. Get Justin Hammer in a suit. But as soon as he gets out there, it fucking goes wrong and like breaks his leg. You get a cool moment of like Justin Hammer revealed. So it's gonna be like War Machine and Iron Man versus Whiplash and whatever Justin Hammer is doing. And as soon as he, like, strikes a pose and, like, it breaks off an arm because he's fucking terrible. And Whiplash is like, you fucking idiot, and just smack him away. That would be way more fun than the ending Hammer got, where it was like, what? Like, you're arrested, sir. Come with us. Like Gwyneth Paltrow on the phone. Police? This guy in front of me did a bad thing. He's responsible for all these robots. <laughs> and he just stood there and got arrested. He didn't, like, try and... Run away? No, it was just like, okay, I'll go with you. Um, I just really briefly do want to say that we've mentioned this briefly before, but this one movie does feel as if it's like seven Iron Man movies crammed into mm -hmm. one, um, which is something that, like we both said, felt very overwhelming. And I think a lot of that boils down to the script and I just feel the need to say that ex-Mr. Anison himself, Justin Thoreau, was our screenwriter for it. So, I don't think it was entirely his fault. I do think there's probably a lot of interference from higher-ups at Marvel, because, again, this is the third entry into our MCU universe, the first being Iron Man and then Incredible Hulk. So this is the third one where we're definitely establishing, especially since we got Fury and Black Widow and War Machine, we're building this universe. Um, so, because I have some notes for some fun facts. Um, John Favreau had a lot of friction with the Marvel higher-ups due to constant intervention. Um, to the point that they were having him rewrite the script as the film was still shooting in particular, oh. elements such as the increased prominence of S.H.I.E.L.D. subplot were the result of a need to establish the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe in preparation for the Avengers, at the expense yeah. of the coherence of the film's own plot. You know, gotta get that commercial in there. And this is why he did, turned down directing Iron Man 3. Wow. I think this says a lot, because from Favreau's history of directing and writing movies... He hits home runs, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, Elf, Chef, they're all great. Um, even Jungle Book, you know, he's he's still killing it. And now Mandalorian, killing it. Um, so with someone, like, talent like that, I don't know why you would, like, tell him, you know what, do this instead. That brings me to another point of another movie. that. So Iron Man is so against the government in this one and against him, it's really weird in Civil War that he so quickly is like, 
You know what? Let's do what the government says. Apparently, there's extra scenes that make more sense for Ivan Vanko to make Whiplash more well-rounded character that got cut. I know, it, it, from what I've read, it looks like Mickey Rourke has definitely put a lot of effort into this character. Um, not only, like, just, like, the physicality of, like, getting in shape for this. Um, and, like, the the suit he was wearing was just fucking heavy to begin with. And so he had to, like, wear extra weights to get, like, used to that weight. Um, he made suggestions to make half of his performance in Russian. Um, consulted to get character tattoos to make sure that they were, like, Russian tattoos. Um, he wanted the gold teeth, pet cockatoo. Um, I don't really mind that he has a pet bird or wants a pet bird. It's silly. It gives him something fun. Um, but I feel like, yeah, it just... It all gets wasted, mostly just because he has a quick ending and no payoff. Yes. And I don't think the reason that him wanting to kill Tony is as strong as it could have been. Because if we knew his dad more, or maybe he just has a, if he had a shittier life, I don't know. We don't get to see that. Yeah, I think Mickey Rourke was sort of done dirty with this movie. So I think we've talked a lot about this movie. Jessica. How do you feel about giving this movie a second chance? So, I say, do not give this movie a second chance. Here's why. Um, it's it's a mess. <laughs> it is a mess. It is a goddamn mess. Um, I find that there were very cool elements. It's not the worst movie I've ever seen. And it's probably not the worst Marvel movie out there. But it's so just convoluted. It almost feels like brain exercises while you're watching it. I say there are so many other Marvel movies. There's so many really cool comic book adaptations. Spend time watching that instead as opposed to revisiting this. I'm going to say give it a second chance, everybody. I like the action, and I think you know, the racetrack scene's fun. Them just destroying just a shit ton of, like, AI robots at the end is a lot wild. Um, we got a lot of fun performances from actors and goofy characters. Yeah, there was too much going on. Yeah, I don't know what's happening, but it's fun eye candy. I love it all. And you get to see the beginning of, like, Black Widow. You get to see some stuff that builds the world. Uh, I mean, if you if you need to rewatch a Marvel movie, this is not the one. Rewatch Infinity War and Endgame; those are the best ones. But it is fun seeing the beginning of like just Robert Downey Jr. being Tony Stark is just always entertaining. Uh, I say go for it. Why not? It's fun. Well, we have one that says give it a second chance. One says don't. You guys, be the deciding factor. Leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you think. Do you think that this deserves a second chance? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Um, are there other Marvel movies you think deserve a second chance? Let us know. Uh, you know, comment. If you could leave a review, that's super helpful so more people can find us. Um, and on social media, you can also find us at Second Chance Movies on Instagram and Twitter. So you can stay up to date on episodes to come. We'll link those down below. And a shout out to BD McBeatface for making our cool intro theme song. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for all the support. 
And yeah, we'll see you next with another Marvel movie. Second chance move.